Don't fault a person for your own flaw. The way we judge others will be judged by the same law. The downfall of others is not a time to rejoice. We have the power to uplift with our voice. Okay, so this week I'm finally concluding the Chavetz Chaim's um, chapter on, or section on uh, Shar HaTavuna in his Sefer Shmir Lashon. So he concludes Shar HaTavuna with the 17th parak and uh, Yud Zion. So the Chavetz Chaim begins Yud Zion by saying that we have to be careful that, as I said in my rhyme, that we don't fault a person for flaw, a flaw that we have in ourselves. That when we speak Lashon Hora against a fellow Jew, the Malachim, the angels, they end up recalling our sins and, and check, are we speaking about sins that we are, you know, are we calling out others for sins that we ourselves are guilty of? So the Riva says, um, it's even though it is a mitzvah to even kill a person in certain instances, for example, you're supposed to kill someone if they're chasing after someone else. However, the, the, the Riva says that you're not supposed to kill that person if you yourself are guilty or will be guilty of that same sin. So if you are, you know, have chased after someone else in the past and tried to kill them or will in the future kill, chase after someone, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't try to stop someone else from, uh, and, and the reason for that is, is because it's as if you kill an innocent person, even though, even though they are guilty of a sin and you in theory should stop them. If you yourself are guilty of that same sin, then you shouldn't stop them. So, uh, an example of this was uh, uh, Yehu. He followed God's word and killed the house of, of Ahav. However, because Ahav was guilty of of uh, Avodazara, however, Ahav ended up doing was was did the same sin. He also uh, started worshiping idols, so he ended up being punished because he shouldn't have he shouldn't have killed Ahav because he himself was guilty of that same sin of Avodazara. So even though Yehu had at first found favor in God's eyes because he killed the house of Ahav and he was rewarded the kingship for four generations, but Yehu mistakenly, he also worshipped Avodazara. Just for, you know, basically Ahav worshipped Avodazara and was, when was you know, and Yehu told him, and Hashem told Yehu to kill Ahav. However, Ahav and er, Yehu ended up being guilty of the exact same crime of worshipping of worshiping Avodazara. So even if you're justified to speak Lush and Hora about someone because of a certain sin that they did, to try to stop them from doing that sin again or, or tell society about it, however, the Chavetz Chaim warns that you should not speak Lush and Hora against that person if you yourself are guilty or will be guilty of that exact same sin. Um, and so even if you uh, do the, same, the sin after you rebuke someone, Hashem will remember the lush and horror that you spoke about that person and realize, wait a minute, that what you said about that person, you yourself are guilty of. Um, in Yavamot 105b, it says Rabbi Yishmael, the son of Rabbi Yossi, um, he was a very heavy person. Uh, and he, because of how heavy he was, he was slow to his seat. So he had to walk over people to get to his seat because he was so slow to get to his seat. He, uh, it took him time. And because of that, he had to end up walking over people to get to his seat. So Avdan criticizes him. Avdan says, you know, you're passing over the heads of the, of the holy nation. And, um, and, and, you know, he criticized, uh, Rabbi Yishmael, the son of Rabbi Yossi for, for doing such a thing, for, uh, for, for walking over the heads of such a holy nation. So Avdan then, um, later he had to leave the base Medrash and 
he was forced to, he himself, Avdan, the person who criticized Rav Yishmael for, um, for walking over people's heads, he himself had to end up stepping over the heads of students, just like how he scolded Rav Yishmael for doing the exact same thing. And as a result, um, Avdan was, was punished for that. He ended up getting tsaras, which is the, the crime for, you know, the, the punishment for speaking Lashon Hora. And unfortunately, two of his children drowned. And the Chavetz Chaim says drowning is similar to Askarov, sim- is similar to like uh, suffocating. So drowning, this, and, and Askara is a well-known punishment for the sin of Lashon Hora. So uh, the Chavetz Chaim warns that, in, in, like it says in Yavamos uh, 105b, that Rabbi Shmuel, he was... Rabbi Yishmol was worthy of being criticized for not respecting people and stepping over their heads um, to get to his seat, but he was criticized by Avdan, who ended up doing the exact same thing at, as you know that that he criticized Rabbi Yishmol doing earlier. And because of that, Avdan was punished tremendously by given he was given saras. He was and, and two of his children were unfortunately uh, were were, were um, died young by drowning. So uh, the Chavetz Chaim says you should give to a fellow Jew and ignore their shortcomings, um, just like how you give to yourself and you ignore your own shortcomings. So you should try to use every kind of excuse and strategy to try to remove animosity between fellow Jews. And the Chavetz Chaim says this is the definition. This is sort of true Chachma and Gevorah, Chachma being wisdom, Gevorah meaning strength. So um, the, the Chavetz Chaim says that evil Jews do the exact opposite, that evil people they rejoice when others fall. They then they like to and they love to publicize the shortcomings of others and incite fighting amongst each other. The midrash says, "Is it uh, gavora? Is it strength to push someone into a pit or off of a roof? This is not strength. What's true strength? So rather, who is a gibor? Who is a true strongly? Who's a true strong person? And uh, the midrash says, a truly strong person is someone." Who sees someone who sees someone else about to fall, and is able to grab him and stop the fall? So too, and that's not just in a literal sense of falling off of a roof. It's in more of a, a spiritual sense. If you see someone falling, if you see someone in need of an extra hand of support, of mental support, even of just a being for that there for for someone, that's truly someone that's strong, not someone that pushes someone over into the depths of despair. Rather, it's it's someone that is sees someone falling into the depths of despair and is is able to grab them and prevent them from that fall. So we shouldn't rejoice at the misfortune of our enemies. In Mishlei, it says that you shouldn't rejoice when your enemy falls and don't be happy when mis- misfortune comes to him, because a person like that is bad in Hashem's eyes. Now, the, in Midrash Eicha, it gives a story. It says Avram he entered Avram Avinu, our forefather, entered into the Bin Migdash, and he challenges God. He says, why are my children exiled? And God responds back to Avram. He says, it's because they rejoiced at the misfortune of their fellow Jews, and they became idolaters. And the Chavetz Chaim says that becoming idolaters, worshiping of Odazara, is similar and is compared to um, rejoicing at the misfortune of our fellow Jew. And we know we know that uh, Avram is most one of his most well known stories is defending the town of Sodom and Gomorrah, the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah that were of course tremendously places of tremendous, you know, bad places. And I'm sure Avram didn't like those places because they were such a, uh, you know, ter- a terrible plight on humanity. Nonetheless, 
he defended them. Why did he defend them? Because he didn't like rejoicing in the downfall of others, even if they were his enemies. Um, and you should know that because uh, the Chafetz Chaim says that uh, that if we embarrass others for sins that they commit, then we will be judged much more harshly. We'll be judged with a strict din, with strict judgment um, for the for the things that we do. So if we always find fault in others, we likewise will be judged also just as harshly as we judge others. So to recap what I spoke about, I said this is the conclusion of Shar HaTavuna um, in Shemir Lashon, and uh, the Chavetz Chaim cont- uh, concludes Shar HaTavuna with the 17th Perak Yud Zion by speaking about when you speak Lashon Horeg about a fellow Jew, the Malachim, they call recall the, the sins that you have done. Um, and the Riva says that even if even in times where it's a mitzvah to prevent a person from doing a certain sin, if you yourself are guilty of that certain sin, you shouldn't prevent them from doing so. And if you do prevent them, it's if it's as if you prevent an innocent person or you stop an innocent person from doing what they do. So, you, you know, you shouldn't fault a person for flaws that you yourself have. An example of this is Yehu. He followed Hashem's word and it, by killing the house of Ahav, because Ahav was were uh, they 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 worshipped Avodazara, and this uh, he found favor in God's eyes for for stopping Ahav. However, and and Yehu was uh, was rewarded four generations of, of kingship for preventing Ahav for stopping Ahav um, from worshiping Avodazara. However, Yehu he ended up worshiping Avodazara himself. So because he himself worshipped Avodazara. Just like Achav did, Yehu was also punished. Um, and and uh, basically, that even though we are justified sometimes in speaking Lashon Hora about others, if we end up doing that exact same sin that we spoke about someone else doing, then there's no point. It's like spilling innocent blood. And uh, the Chavetz Chaim says that if you do some, if you do the exact same sin that you rebuke someone else for doing, Hashem will remember the time that you rebuked that other person for, for doing your sin and will will call that up and, and prosecute you for it. Yavamot 105b tells the story of Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi. He was a very heavy man and he was slow to his seat and he he walked over people and Avdan criticized him for that. He said, you know, you're passing over, you're walking over the heads of a holy nation and uh, Avdan criticized Rabbi Shmuel for walking over these people. However, Avdan ended up doing the exact same thing. Avdan left uh, the base medrash, and then he was forced. He Avdan himself, who was just earlier criticizing Rabbi Shmuel, he was forced to himself walk over the heads of students, and just like you know, just like he scolded Rabbi Shmuel earlier for doing. So because of that, Avdan was punished um, by getting tsaras and having his two children uh, drown young. And, um, and of course, this is because the Chavetz Chaim says, because he, uh, Avdan, was punished for criticizing Rabbi Yishmael for walking over the heads of people. However, Avdan did the exact same thing, so Avdan also was, was punished for that. Now, if you give, you should give to, fellow, to a fellow Jew and ignore his shortcomings, just like you give to yourself and ignore your own shortcomings. So you can try to use excuses and strategies to try to remove animosity between fellow Jews. And this is true chachma. This is true wisdom and true gevorah, true strength. Now, evil Jews do the exact opposite. Evil people do the opposite. They rejoice when other people fall. They publicize the shortcomings of others. 
and they incite find, uh, you know, fighting amongst others. So the Midrash says, is it Gavora? Is it strength to push somebody into a pit or off of a roof? That's not strength. Rather, what is strength? Who's a true Gibor? It's somebody that is able to, you know, see someone that's about, about to fall and is able to grab them and prevent them from falling. And so to more in kind of a, uh, not necessarily literally falling off a roof, but more, you know, in, um, more of a, more of sort of a, from a Drusha perspective that when you see someone falling, not just literally, but when you see someone falling, um, maybe into the depths of despair, you see someone falling down the wrong path. Someone that's truly strong is not someone that just pushes them into that, into that despair. Rather, it's someone that prevents them from falling. It's someone that grabs a hold of them and brings them back. Um, don't rejoice at the misfortune of your enemy. In Mishle, it says somebody that rejoices when their enemy falls or is happy when misfortune comes to that person, then that person is bad in Hashem's eyes. The Midrash in Eicha says that Avraham, he entered the base of Mikdash and he challenges Hashem. He says, why, God, do you allow your children to be exiled? And uh, God responds, it's because they rejoice at the misfortune of their fellow Jews and they worship idolatry. And the Chavetz Chaim says that worshiping idolatry is compared to rejoicing at the misfortune of uh, of the downfall, you know, the misfortune and downfall of your fellow Jew. And Avram, of course, he was famous for not rejoicing, for, for protecting even wicked people, even Sodom and Gomorrah, who were was a tremendous enemy kind of of Avram. Nonetheless, he protected Sodom and Gomorrah. He argued for their freedom and for their savior. And uh, he is the sort of the paradigm of someone that even though Sodom and Gomorrah were bad places, he prayed on their behalf to prevent their destruction. Now, um, you should know that because, you know, if, if, if you end up embarrassing someone for something that you yourself have done, then you're going to evoke strict judgment against, uh, against you, that God will basically judge you the way that you judge other people. And with that, uh, I will read the rhyme. So don't fault a person for your own flaw. The way we judge others will be judged by the same law. The downfall of others is not a time to rejoice. We have the power to uplift others with our voice. And with that, this has been Shmir Lashon Shar HaTivuna and uh, L'chaim L'chaim.